Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
good evening, good evening. This is Sister Roshana. Uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, <clears throat> hold on one moment <clears throat> as I try to catch my breath here. Amen. Amen.
Everyone hear me. Uh, this is Sosana. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Minister Shauna. Good evening, Minister Shauna. Good evening, good evening. Oh, <clears throat> good evening. Welcome to my night Bible study and special prayer. This is Sister Loshana. Uh, Prophet Bob, would you mind opening us up in uh, opening us up in prayer? I'd be honored to. Thank you, Father. First and foremost. I repented earlier, but between that time and now, I could have made a mistake. I could have said something out of my mouth that wasn't pleasing to you. I could have been unhappy about some things. But you're the fixer-upper. You can mend the brokenhearted. You can heal and do anything. And so, Father, forgive me. Wash me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness iniquity and sin in Jesus name. Amen. Father, we've gathered here tonight to hear a word. We've gathered here tonight to be in one accord. When you're in one accord, great things can happen. Deliverance could come. A miracle in a way of healing could come. Open doors could come. And, Father, as you spoke to us this morning on the prophet's corner, the avalanche anointing could take place tonight on the prayer call. The avalanche anointing could explode on this prayer call. And so, Father, we look forward to what you've got in store for us tonight by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for Pastor Maureen Chen Daly, who hears from the throne room of God to teach us and to help us. We thank you for Minister Collington Daly. We thank you for this family, Father. We ask that you would bless them measurably with an avalanche anointing, an avalanche of blessings be poured into their lap in Jesus' name. Father, tonight have your way. It's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, saith God. Do what you do best. Do great and mighty things, O God, which we know not of tonight. And have complete control. We surrender ourselves to you, Father and ask you to touch, deliver, and set your people free. In Jesus' name, amen, and it is so. 
Amen. Amen. Again, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, my night, Bobby, seven and Christopher. Uh, this is Sister Lashana. We're all, I, I mean, we're just blessed. Uh, I will now open up the line for your testimonies and your praise reports. Well, I've got, a, I've got two uh, praise reports. I had taken Gina to the convenience store where I've known a Muslim friend for about 40 years, Jimmy. And we went in there, and Gina had to get 14 copies of um, her music sheets and get them copied because she's going out tomorrow to teach somebody. And Gina got done and went up to the counter to pay for the sheets, twenty dollars or twenty uh, cents a piece, and Jimmy told her, "I've got this for you, Gina. Don't worry about it. It's taken care of. I'm taking care of it." I want to thank the Lord for that favored blessing. And then today, we went, came home after maybe a couple hours of being together on a date. I came home. And I had a Western Union money order in my mailbox. And I want to thank the Lord for his favor and the blessing. God bless. Amen. Amen. Uh, The line is now open for your testimonies and your praise reports. Praise the Lord, Minister Lashana. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, I want to give God thanks and praise for another day of life, of course. Glory to God. Um, he did have to do it, but he called me worthy. Um, me, my children, my husband, glory to God, and other family members, and you guys, glory to God. So I give him thanks and praise and all the honor, you know, for another day. I also give God thanks and praise, you know, for being God and knowing when when the right time the um when the right time comes because our plans will not li- always line up with God's plans but He always knows what's best so I give Him thanks and praise for that glory to God um there is a song um uh, I can't remember the young lady right now that sings the song but she um in the song she says um even when you don't open the doors that I want you to open. You know, give me the strength to um to say it as well. Um, I'm gonna find the song and probably later on I'll ask Miss Lashawn if I can um, minister and song with that song. Glory to God! But I give God thanks and praise because listening to that song, um, it makes me um realize and hopefully this is an encouragement to others as well that all the time. Um, if we don't see certain things happen in life, that doesn't mean that God doesn't love us, you know. It just means that that's not accordance to his plan and his purpose for our lives. So I give him thanks and praise for all that he has done, all that he is doing, and all that he will continue to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, God bless you all. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Again, the line is open for your testimonies and your praise report. Amen. I can say personally, God has blessed me. Uh, 
That's all I can say. God has blessed me, and that's all I'm saying. Amen. So, um, I want us to thank everyone who's been coming out on Monday nights. It's awesome. Uh, tonight we're still we're okay. Uh, we still are going to finish up on our topic. Uh, we've been doing, you know, this summer I was happy to for us to go back to the basics. So we've been doing fasting and we've been doing prayers so that we can get back to the basics of what we all, which is our basic communications with God. Um, but sometimes when we hear the answer, it may not be the answer we want, or we get the, we'll be surprised at what God answers us, answers and how He answers. So. Um, like I said, this is an awesome opportunity tonight. I'm glad that everyone is out. Uh, before we get started, I'm asking, are there any more testimonies or praise reports? <coughs> Amen. Uh, Amen. 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 Um, tonight, uh, we're going to go through, um, I'm not going to keep everyone long tonight. We're going to talk about when, um, as in praying, you know, sometimes we are looking for God to say yes. So we know God's blessing, yes, amen. But sometimes when God doesn't answer exactly how we, how, uh, how we think he should answer, we know we have to understand how to humble ourselves. And it's still about praying and building our relationship stronger with God. So, um, Without further delay, let us pray. Father God, right now, watching your son's precious blood, forgive me of my sins, these thoughts, and actions. Anything that's not of you, I do ask for repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but the son's name of Jesus. Uh, you are our Father, El Shaddai, and Elohim, and we give you praise tonight. And Father God, right now, I just got to thank you. I thank you for everything that you're about to come and what it's about to do. You are welcome on this line. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your angels in heaven. We thank you for your son, Jesus. And, God, I just got to give you praise tonight because there is no one, no one like you. And tonight, Father God, we sit at your feet, so we thank you. We thank you for what this word is about to bring. We thank you for the healing and the deliverance and everything and the teaching that is going to go forth. And most importantly, we're thankful that everything that we learn, we can take into these things of. And, Father God, again, we thank you because we can do this for your will, your grace, and your glory. And we give you all the honor and all the praise. Amen. Uh, amen. So uh, before we get started, how are everybody doing tonight? Because I hear a few voices. How are everyone doing tonight? I'm blessed. Doing real good. Amen. Amen. Um, I hope everyone can hear me because I don't have my my headset tonight. So I'm looking forward. So uh, if you can't hear me, let me know. Um. So uh, before we even get started into this part, now so far with fasting and prayer, I need your feedback. Like that means y'all talk and I listen. So I'm gonna open the line for a few minutes. Are there any questions during the previous study? Any questions, comments, uh, anything that um. Anything that you want clarity of or any breakthroughs that you've been in doing the uh the teachings and the uh the applying the teachings to your everyday life. So I'm gonna assume everybody accidentally accidentally put their phone on mute. 
for you have no questions. If I'm certain that nobody have any questions before we get started. Amen. Amen. Um, um, sometimes in life, I've noticed that you hear, and you know, I always tell people, I'm going for about what happens on 24 Rob Street, Farmington, Arkansas. I don't go on anybody else, so no uh, disclaimer. If my anything in my household sounds similar to yours, uh, either I, I pray for it, or um, if it sounds like it's trust me, everything I talk about is about me. So I'm pretty much an open book on this line. That being said, sometimes when God says no, we don't really want to hear the. We don't really want to go there because you know we pray such in faith, and when we hear no or maybe or we never understand that it could be actually God's answer because he has something better for us. So tonight we have I'm going to go over again when God says no and when God is basically you know when God is silent. Um, you know we have to understand that certain things in life that we are pray. you know we have all had times in our lives that we have prayed for things and we've maybe not got the answer what God wants us to have. And or the, we got the answer we didn't get from what we thought we should have got from God. Um, and sometimes those things may, you know, sometimes it help either, you know, these are the times that I call the trying times and the struggling times because these are the times I consider these are the test your faith moments. These are the moments where you have to, I guess, humble yourself and to trust God because you know God sees the bigger picture. Um, case in point, I'm going to go with my personal business because, you know, I love y'all. I think y'all are family, so you can understand exactly what I'm going through. Um, this is about, I want to say, has to be about, um, I had I lived in a I lived in a studio apartment, and I wanted to move. I wanted to move because my neighbors had went cuckoo for cocoa puffs. And what I mean by cuckoo for cocoa puffs, they were having parties like at one. Like it, I live in a college town, so uh, my neighbors changed on a daily basis, on a pretty much on a semester basis at that time. But for the most part, I always had quiet neighbors. I had neighbors who not necessarily, um, I had neighbors that are very quiet. You know, they went to school as long as, I, uh, long as they kind of respected the, you know, the, the quietness of our neighborhood. I had a lot of older people who just stayed because this is, you know, a nice affordable place. Well, those people moved. And I got the neighbors that, Bless their heart. You know, I'm Southern, so sometimes I say bless your heart. I had those neighbors that you want to just bless their hearts because I, maybe they were they were a little misguided, and during their misguidedness at 3 o'clock in the morning, they were partying. And I can hear their party. Not only did they party from one, not just from one apartment, it was several apartments, like two or three apartments, and they were taking this party from back to back between three or four apartments. Uh, staying while they were there, I don't understand how somebody can steal the windshield, not the windshield blades off your vehicle, not the windshield wipers off your vehicle, the blades literally took off the blades 
because somebody needed blades for their windshield, for their wipers, took off the blades off. I cannot off the rental vehicle that I had because my car was in the shop. Literally took the blades off and put it on their car. Now I'm telling you that's that's beyond stealing sugar out of a cake, if you ask me. Uh, so I was in. Um, I had this is our okay. I wanted to move. Found this place. When I saw I found this place, it was a condo, fifteen hundred square feet condo. I was excited because this place even had my color scheme. I didn't have to buy the wallpaper. I was just excited. I mean, it had everybody who loves knows me that I love African motifs, and it had all my. I mean, it was African. I had this. Y'all don't understand. I in my mental mind, in my in my books, I had already had this place decorated in French African motif. I already had what I was going to put. Any place, I mean, you talking about, and get this, they already said my, my mortgage was going to be like $600. I'm like, oh, I can oh I can do that. I can really do that because the average place in my neighborhood, because price, rental prices had went up, was going to be like eight to 700 Oh, I can do that. I give them $1,000 earnest money. I hear nothing. Oh, by the way, I had these realtors because the realtors that went through, I noticed that I kept doing the work for them, and I gave them a thousand dollars. Last minute, they called me like, "We gotta have this money. We gotta have this money right now." So I actually literally borrowed this hundred thousand dollars of earnest money from my mom, and let's just say I had to prove to her, you know, like, "Okay, I'm gonna give this back to you. Don't worry about it." But I told her I'm buying a condo, told all the paperwork. She said everything was fine. Okay, I gave him $1,000 earnest money. <coughs> my relatives <coughs> didn't realize the bank had modified the agreement. So they rushed me. They said, we had to modify the agreement for a closing date. Didn't check it. I didn't check the full agreement either. Signed the paperwork. Well, whole month went by. I know this was the day before. It was literally the week of close. I hadn't heard nothing. Uh, by that time, my realtors, I had nicknames for them, and they were nice nicknames because I think I called them freaking frat because they had messed, because we had went all over this area looking for nothing. I come and said, why haven't I heard nothing? It's like, I don't know. And I'm sitting here like, what do you mean I don't know? Long story short. The bank didn't call me to the day of close and said, oh, we can't approve everything, so we're going to take the $1,000 in earnest money because uh, you didn't hold up your end of the bar. I said, well, yes, I did. Y'all didn't call me and say you need anything clarified. You didn't tell me that I need these extra documents. And I've been waiting for you. Well, they should have told you, like, two weeks ago that we need all this. And I'm like, no, they didn't. Then my real said, I'm so sorry. I was like, no, I lost one not $900. I lost $1,000. And for me on that time, $1,000 was like a million dollars for me. So I'm going like, oh, I lost $1,000. I even tracked down the bank because, again, my real just wouldn't do it. I tracked down everybody involved. They took no avail. I lost $1,000. And, of course, that when I uh, – and that Thanksgiving, I pretty much spoke in my turkey and dressing, and went to my mama's house. Now, fast forward. I was a little down about this, and I had two 
I had one friend. I had a good friend who drove around this neighborhood that I live in now and saw this house. She calls me and said, "You got to see this house." Now, mind you, I'm still talking like I don't want to talk about houses. I don't want to talk about you know how much. And of course, anybody knows number. Do you know how much money I just lost? Yada yada yada. Well, come to find out, this house is on the market. I got in. I paid a hundred dollars down. I paid no closing costs. And I actually got the, my mortgage was $500 a month. Now, that's a praise God moment. Now, let me tell you what's a better praise God moment about that condo versus this house. That same year, we had the we had one of the worst ice storms on record. Guess what happened? The condo that I wanted so bad, roof caved in. That means POA went up from $32 to almost $300 per person to pay off the roof. That means my mortgage would not only have been 600 I would have ended up paying $1,100 a month because I would have had to pay the POA as well for a place that I would have been paying way over the amount. And mind you, I got my house with 1,500 square feet, except I own the land. I own everything around it. It's awesome. My con- the condo, I would only own the condo. That means I only would have owned the section of the building I was in. And I would have ended up paying, I would have ended up literally paying eight to almost $900 a month after all was said and done. Now, long story short, sometimes when God says no, he has a better plan for you. But sometimes when things end, and I have, because everybody know I think with the end in mind, so sometimes it's very hard. This is my struggle sometimes, too. But sometimes when things end, God has an awesome, awesome door waiting for it to open. You know, when we pray for the family member that's sick, uh, such as um, Martha and um, Martha and Mary, they pray for Lazarus to get well, and Jesus is on his journey. And we already know where Jesus was because we know the story. But when Martha and Mary sees Jesus coming and Lazarus is already dead in place in the tomb, you know, the first thing came out of the mouth, you know what, Jesus, I love you, but guess what? If you had been here, Lazarus would have would not have died. And Jesus was like, okay, I'm here. And we know the end of the story, but when at that moment, he opened the door to show them not only not only that raising Lazarus from the dead was not only to prove their, improve their faith, but it opened up the door for Jesus to work an work a miracle that we have never seen before. So I want to implore to you tonight when when God says no, sometimes the no is not a no is not a final, you know, usually we take no the negative. God doesn't make, you should realize now God has no negative, you know, he has balance, and you know, we know his prayers, his prayers is yes and amen. But when he says no, he has awesome opportunities for healing, awesome, all, uh, awesome opportunities for deliverance. Oh man, God has so much. You know, we always say, you know, God can open doors and no man can open and close doors and no man can shut. And that is absolutely true. But sometimes we have to remind ourselves these things, even in prayer. Um, 
I can even say in my moments of grief, there are times where I've asked God to do something, you know, I'm waiting for a miracle, asking God. I pray. I don't fast. I don't ward. I don't wore myself out. And I had to realize that, you know what, my ways are not his ways. And he sees things in a, so much in a different light. Um I want everybody to understand that when we are praying, we have to let everybody, even when we're interceding for other people, we have to have, you know, it's our, you know, we have to let be, have to have the clear understanding that it is God's job, not ours, not mine, not Prophet Bob, not Prophet Joseph. It is not our problem to make prayers come true. That's like genie, like being a genie in a bottle. You know, I got you got three wishes, and you want them whatever you want to come true, at no matter what the cost. No, God's reputation is along the line when you pray. Keep that in mind when you pray. That just because you may not see it, God sees a bigger picture. And just wait. Ask for when God says no, and this is something. Ask for clarity of why. You know, we're not questioning God when we ask why, but God wants to interact with us. He wants to have a heart relationship with us. So sometimes when he asks no, don't. it's not like you're questioning his judgment. Sometimes you can ask him why, and he will give you those answers. He will give you knowledge. You know, we have to understand that before anything else, we should seek him, and everything shall be added unto you. And putting that lameness terms, seeking God for his wisdom. That means ask questions. He will point you in the right direction. Ask him to lead you and guide you and teach you. And mean it. I can tell you there are many times that when I've asked God for one thing and I've gotten something else, but I realized at the moment God knew my heart and that something else was the best thing I ever had. I remember there are jobs I asked for and I didn't get. And I was so happy afterwards because I watched that other person deal with certain people. And Lord knows my personality. And it would not have worked out that way. And it might have been something I couldn't handle. Or better yet, I've always said not, I've always heard my chest. And my not yet was when God would say no. But I noticed that God was preparing me for the exact position that I wanted. So when it was my time to have that exact position, I got it, and it was like, and it was awesome, because I not only had, I not only had God's favor, and I only, not only I had his grace, but I also had his knowledge to go along with it, so those are things that when, those are things I kind of want to encourage, even when we're praying, that we have to understand when God has a plan for us, he already knows. Um, he already knows what he what he has uh, desired for each and every one of us. You know, anyone who has made prayer part of his or her life knows that everything he asks in prayer is granted. Prayers are requests, and they're not just requests and not demands of magic words that will make something happen. God hears our prayers, and and it makes them effective. But like I said, it ain't our job to make that. It's God's job to answer that. You know, in Deuteronomy 3rd, chapter 23rd verse, 
Moses asked to cross over the Jordan River to see the promised land. God said no, but he let Moses view the land from the top of a mountain. David, Second Samuel 7, verse. You know, King David asked to set up God's temple. God said no, but he promised to set up David's kingdom forever and later allowed David's son Solomon to build God's temple. Of course, as I'm going to John 11 with Mary and Martha, Mary and Martha asked Jesus to come quickly to heal their dying brother, but instead Jesus waited till their brother died. Then Jesus did something beyond their wildest expectations. He raised their brother from the dead, and he answered uh, their hearts' long, uh, longing in a different way and what they have asked for. Of course, you're going to go with Paul, Second Corinthians 12, verse 7 through the uh, 10th verse. Paul pleaded three times for God to free him from the problem, the thorn in his flesh. But God did not remove it. However, through accepting the problem, God, Paul found that God's grace was sufficient for him and the power is made perfected in weakness. And Paul found a greater meaning, meaning in his unanswered prayer. Um, those, you know, we have to understand that, you know, God's answers are wiser than our prayers. So when God says no, we have to kind of, we also have to understand that God has a better plan in mind. He wants to encourage us along the way, but at the same time, he also wants us to grow. You know, we have to understand that when we pray for all things, we want and need hope, we must remember the top priority in prayer as well that, our will will align with his will. And as we stay connected to God, he will transform our hearts as well to his will. But, you know, first, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything of these things will be given unto you as well. Uh, that will be Matthew 6, chapter 33, verse. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. That is for Psalm 37, uh Psalm 37, verse 4, and then also verse 7a. One thing I ask the Lord, I won't uh, ask from the Lord. This is only I do seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord of all these days of my life and graze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. That's the Psalm 27, 4th chapter. So um, we, uh, as we close, because like I said, I'm keeping it short. Tonight, so we can open us up for a little bit more discussion. Um, is that when God says no, uh, be mindful. If we go through so much, and we go through, you know, we have storms, seasons of grief, seasons of blessings, seasons of seasons of harvest, and we sometimes may not understand. Why God says no, why God transforms things. But what we can do all understand that as we seek Him daily in our prayer, we will understand it. You know, I have to say we want the song we would understand it by and by, but we will understand it in the days to come. Um, I wanted to keep this very short tonight because I'm also made, I want to get some interaction going and I also want to ask questions and see what else. Uh, get questions as well as praying tonight because there are some things we do need to pray for. So I am now going to um, I'm going to open up the line tonight and 
I want to hear your feedback. Um, when God says no, how do you, how do you? I mean, because I'm tell you how I take it when God says no. First of all, God gets my weeping and crying and whining. Sometimes, you know, I, I'm not a super Christian. I'm not going to sound like Lord, let Thy will be done. No, He gets the God why you know what my life, what I'm going through. Um, he gets the child in me that falls out on the floor and basically have a tension tangent sometimes. Or he gets my honest, like, okay, God, I understand this is your will, I understand your way, but he still gives me, he, he gets quite a, he gets a mouthful, he gets an earful from me. But I also learn as I've gotten older, sometimes, okay, God, you said no to this. So my next question is what you'll say yes to, uh, or I say, okay, if you said no to this, I know you have a better plan. Those are the times, um, those are the times for me it takes, you know, takes the faith to move mountains. And sometimes that faith, you have to take that same faith to uh, plant yourself firm into the Word. Um, those now, that's me. I'm going to be honest. I have I have a range of moments, but I also say that's how I develop my relationship with God. That's how I communicate. And I can tell you there's times where I've, Third topic, and it's something I asked God three, two and three years ago will pop up in my mind, or I'll hear a Bible story, or I'll read a story, I'll read the Old Testament. I'm like, oh, hmm, that's a possibility. Oh, that's the answer to my that was the answer to my question in 2006. Okay, makes sense, you know. But that's how I interact. So I'm gonna open the line. The bigger question is when God says no. How do you interact? How what? How do you? Not even know how you how you act, react, or how do you cope? The line is open. Not everybody wants answer. Star six on mutual line. Okay, Prophet Joseph. Can anybody hear me? Hello? I hear you. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to ask a question. Look, that's sad. I got to say, can I hear you? Okay, now who's going to ask my question? I know who on the line tonight. I will call you out. I don't play games tonight. Amen. So. They're all quiet, like, God has never said no to me. Okay, you know what? Y'all y'all know the answer. Let's, let's get, I'm going to start this answer. I'm going to start calling people out. Again, here's the question. What do you do when God says no? Okay. I just wait for the answer. It will come. <laughs> May not come when we want it to come, but God's never late. He's always on time. So you have to wait. And a lot of times, we don't like to wait. We want it now. we got to have it now. When we pray about things, we want it now. But God says, no, <clears throat> you wait on me. There's a timing with God. And like I said, we don't like to wait. 
will pout, shout, get mad at God, get angry, get upset, whatever. It's not going to happen till God has a set time. There's a timing with God. I keep repeating that to the people of God, uh, that there's a timing. But he's never late. He's always on time. His time is not our time. We want it now. But God says, no, wait on me. I will give you your answer. It will come. And like I said, God's never late. He's always on time. Amen. All right. Amen, Brother Bob. Okay. I know I heard someone else. Go ahead with your coming. When God, what do you do when God says no? Okay. Um. What do I do when God says no? Maybe it's not time for me to have that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not supposed to have it because that's not God asked for me. Because sometimes we may ask God for something and God doesn't. That's not what God for, for us. He has better. So sometimes it hurts because sometimes you want that thing and God says no and you really hurt. But at the same time, you're going to know. As for me, I said, well, you know, God knows what is best for me. And I said to God, God, whatever you see fit for me, whatever I want, this is not in your will for me, I don't let me have it. So we have to be mature. That's when God said no. We know it's, it's maybe not, not, not right now or no means no. That's not for you. Um, so basically that's it. Amen, Amen, Sister Monica. Amen. Um, now, I'm going to ask one more time. Is there anybody else who want to comment? Now, what do you do? Cause I know Prophet Joseph, you're out there too, so you know I want to hear ah. from you. Yeah. Uh, oh, y'all thought I was joking. I said I'm going to start calling people out. Amen. Now, what do you do when God says no? The line is open. Well, as you can say, I always I hear from both Sister Monica and Prophet Bob the same waiting, and they had to, you know, you learn how to wait on God. Um, I can tell you, I'm a, I'm now, I'm very honest. There are moments I will be screaming and crying, but that's all about my relationship with God too. God knows I wait on Him, but God knows I'm gonna have to like, okay, why? How come? But that's in my that, but that again, God knows me. You know, I'm gonna come with Him with a couple of questions says. To me, sometimes I just need to understand. And sometimes God told me it's his business. And I said, okay, I respect that that's your business. I mean, because there are certain times I asked him why this, this didn't happen. And I, I know I was waiting for the answer. He told me it was his business. I said, okay, that's fine. I still, you know, there are some questions I still get to ask God. Uh, I still wait on the answer from God. But, um, this is where I am, God, and, I, and this is where you, you listen. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Other times when God do ask, I'm asking to seek, he knows I'm asking to seek wisdom on the answer. And he'll reveal to me why this had to happen and this had to happen. And and then I will go like, oh, okay. Or I'll be like, well, I thank God. I thank you. You took care of that one because that wasn't going to happen for me. You know, I think that when God says no, sometimes it's also about building our relationship and really understanding what, what his purpose is 
And if it doesn't align with his purpose, it just simply ain't going to happen. And and sometimes it doesn't happen because he wants to make sure that he gets all the all the he gets all the glory out of the situation. Man made it's not gonna be caught up in vanity. You know. That's what we all have to uh, understand and you know understand and learn as we grow daily and daily. Grow daily in the God. Um so for those who are waiting and those who said they wait. Now, my next question is, and I want to hear some more people out there, um, waiting, what do you do when you're waiting? Well, while I wait, um, good evening again, Minister Ashana. Um, while I wait, I, I tend to um, turn up my, you know, my prayer, my prayer life, as well as getting more into the word of God. And um, every now and again, I'll, I'll find myself um, worshiping at the um, weirdest times, no matter where I'm at and what I might be doing. So while I wait, I have to con- continuously talk to God, not just in a prayer, like getting down on my knees and pray, which is very important, but I also talk to him like, you know, he's, he is right there next to me. I, I'll sit there and have a whole conversation, and people look at me like, she's crazy, and I'm, I'm just looking at them smiling because they have no idea of the connection that I have with my Abba Father. So while I wait, I will sit there. I literally sit there, and it also goes with your first question, you know, when he says no, you know, um, I will sit there and and not really question but have a discussion to where, um, just like when Abraham did when he said, well, what if there's 50 righteous? And God said, I will not destroy. What if there's 40 righteous? I play that card a lot with my Abba Father, you know, and um, <laughs> um, honestly, my my defense with that, me between me and him, I can share it with you guys because um, he already knows. Um, I go, well, I'm a child of Abraham, and um, Abraham, you know, Abraham did it. I kind of throw Abraham under the bus sometimes too. I'm like, well, Abraham did it, so uh, I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I I feel like oh, you have give you have given me the right to do it as well. So while I wait, um. I have my moments where I talk to him, and sometimes I the flesh will take over. So it depends on what I'm waiting for that I will get um, uh, stressed a little bit or I'll get very worried. And then that's when I know that um, I need not to allow my flesh to take over, so I need to go back into the Word and see what the Word says about getting stressed or getting worried or being anxious, you know. So while I wait, I, I speak to him. I get into the Word. Um, I pray more. I talk to him more. Um, glory to God, and like I said, I, I go before him, and I, I say, well, well, what if this, and, you know, and what if that, and, well, why not, you know, I, I mean, I do it, I don't know anybody else's relationship with the Lord, glory to God, but I know the God that I serve, and I know my relationship with him, so I can only speak about my relationship, and I, sometimes I would literally, I would literally sit there, and I would have a whole conversation, and um, whether or not people are around, because at the moment, I'm not in the physical you know, I'm not in this physical world. I'm somewhere else. So at times people might be around and at times people won't be around, but I, I care less what they think. I, I know what my Abba Father thinks, you know. So that's what I do. Okay, bye. Okay, so I say I'm not the only one to throw Abraham on the bus. Okay, I'm ah, good. Ah. <laughs> Thank ah. you for making this. Thank you for that. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Okay. Now, 
now y'all can laugh me if I'm, this is my uh, I don't know what day you want to call this. I'm not going to even put a name to it. I remember time I was uh, thinking about dating somebody who was outside of my religion, and I I pulled Abraham. Uh. Well, you know, um, in in the Islamic people, part of Abraham's children too. So I'm not like going outside of the of the blessings of Abraham. Oh, I had a good bargain tip that day. I would pull scripture and everything. Uh, and God said, uh, really? Seriously? Like, Shauna, really? Oh, there's, oh, no, my favorite. Look, I got Jacob. I, I think I throw Jacob on the bus, like, like at least, um, I don't know, 75%. You know, Jacob takes a lot of heat from me every day. Now, look, you see, you did this with Jacob. I'm not trying to go down the road of Jacob, Leah, and Rachel. Actually, that was one of my topics this morning with God. I'm like, look, I don't want to be no Leah. We already don't have understanding. I don't want to have that because I'm going to be honest. I identified with Leah so much growing up. It's a little bit scary because, see, I also was cross-eyed. When I was, I, when I was little, I was cross-eyed. So, like, every time I hear about Leah and they would talk about her, I'm like, well, I was cross-eyed. What, 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 what? what, what? I don't want to be bitter because I had, you know, I had this patch on my eye. Now, I was three when I had the patch on my eyes, y'all. But then I had glasses. I mean, for a moment, I didn't wear glasses, shoes, nothing. I'm like, I don't want to be live. I don't want to be bitter because, you know, I don't want people thinking me like this if I had glasses. You know, that's the same eye that, let, and I have to tell you, that was the same eye that I went, my eyesight actually got better like a couple of years ago. And I went to the doctor, and they found an extra vessel in that same eye because I think God got so tired of hearing me about Leah that he actually put an extra vessel. Now, mind you, I was 30-something at the time, so I actually got more strength in that eye because I was trying – I mean, tell you, I don't throw Leah on the bus. Leah gets thrown on the bus on a daily basis. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. (laughs) Amen. All right. Um, again, line is open for your discussion. Now we're saying waiting. I'm just asking the second question. What do you do when you're waiting? Bite your fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> I try to sit on my hands, Father Bob. It just didn't work for me. <laughs> Not me. I bite my fingernails with my false teeth. That'll work real good. While I wait, I just wait and wait by knowing that if it is God's will or if that's what God wants me to do, I'll wait patiently because if I know definitely that, yes, this is what I'm waiting and God is going to come through. I'll just wait patiently. Keep on waiting and believing. Keep on waiting and believing. Keep on waiting and believing. Amen. And don't change my mind and say, you know what, maybe God don't want me to have that, so I'm not going to know. I keep on waiting and believing and continue trusting him. I know that while I wait, I don't mind waiting upon him because I know when he give it to me, he's going to give it to me. Press down, running over, taking together, everything is gonna be good. So I keep, I'll wait, I'll wait patiently. 
Amen. Um, another thing when I wait, I think it's really depending on the situation. Um, also, when I wait, I'm seeking for God for answers daily. And, you know, I, I, I believe on the God made the way to escape. I took that for real. Uh, took that to, I guess some people said, take it to heart for real. Um, so when I'm also waiting, I'm fasting, I'm praying, uh, I am went from deliverance prayers to breaking, I don't broke, I mean, breaking word curses, breaking, I, I'm praying breakthrough prayers. Anytime somebody's sending me a prayer, I'm praying, you know, um, probably tired myself out in the midst. I mean, when I, it really depends, because sometimes when I'm waiting, I'm going straight warfare. I'm praying. I'm praying in tongues. I'm seeking his faith. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I am faint. Like I'm in, like I call, I'm in straight prayer warrior mode. I don't learn how to do legalistic, how to break legalistic prayers. I'm reading books. Anything, you know, if it says one on, is one on one ways to get delivered from a subject, I don't bought the book. I don't bought the t-shirt. I'm reading. I'm I'm practicing everything. Somebody said I'm going. When I say I I, I got the library of books, I have end up having a library of books. There are times where I have researched my scriptures, being on the computer six hours, literally six hours at a time. I've done it at one point. Um, I'm waiting for God to answer, but at the same time, I feel like okay, I'm gonna pray, and I'm gonna keep on praying and. You know, I don't call up every ancestor war press. I don't call everybody who I think can intercede on a prayer just in case I ain't got all my faces covered. Oh, I come in like a now. Sometimes I come in like I uh, like strategic. Like I don't send emails to every prayer lot prayer warrior I know. Like, hey, I need your help. Pray me, cover me because what I'm asking for, I just want to make sure all my bases are covered and that we all on the same line. You know. We I, now that's me too when I'm praying. You know when I'm waiting because sometimes I don't think I'm. And you know, but I can also know whether I got the answer or not. I can also say that after everything is done, uh, everything said and done, I know that my faith has grown. At the end of the day, through waiting, we know that no matter what the answer is, our faith that we grow in God and we grow in the mercy and. Sometimes as and we're tying this into the end of the lesson also tying this into how do we how do we tell non believers? Because that's the main question, that's like in the top ten question of non believers. And if we're gonna have to go out there and pray for people and win save souls at any cost, we got to have answers to these questions. Um with non believers, you that is the main one where I ask God to heal my mama and she died. And I don't, I don't like God no more because of this. Well, why is this? Because, I mean, this is one I normally can't, I, I won't answer. I'd be like, you know what, with God, you know, I can't tell you it's God's will that what happened happened. But trust me, I really can't say that. But what I can say is maybe it's the opportunity for you to seek him for yourself. And if he's the God of the universe, why do little kids get abused? If he's the really God of the universe, why did this happen? Why did that happen? If he was really God of the universe, he was, you know, trying to explain to an unbeliever, well, there's free will. There will always be trouble on this earth. And no, we're not blaming our own problems on the devil. 
there's really a spirit out there that goes against God's teachings. And, yes, there are things that you, yes, and I can say sometimes we do need to take responsibility for what we're doing. But how do we tell non-believers while we're waiting? Because sometimes we give them now, I'm going to be honest, and this is from me listening and observing, you know, we always say we're going to wait on the Lord and we have our, we have our, you know, our, I would say, cultural things within the church. But as we start going out to non-believers, you know, I have to change, I change up my wording. I've kind of changed up my wording now versus saying, you know what, I know you may not believe how I believe or when I believe, but I can tell you we will all believe one day. Answers come in time. You know, we have to understand when time rolls, when time comes, I, I would say I'll change, but you know what? God answers his own time. He is the creator of time, so I firmly believe, and I believe that, and I'm telling you, I can pull the scientific data to believe it. God is creator of time, so if he wants people to come back alive, he will do it absolutely. If he wants her blessings to come today, and, and when he gets through print, it would happen to be guess what? He is the creator of time. He is not cosmos. He is not cos- he he is not bound by a timeline. You know, things happen in Earth. Some of the things in Earth is not bound by a timeline. We have to understand there are things that play that we have absolutely no clue of. We don't know how this Earth right now that we're on rotates around the sun. How that each planet is in in such precision that nothing gets burned. Because the rays and the UV rays from the sun, that have you had noticed that even though it's I come out of school with eight plants where I hear about they change Pluto every five minutes. But in reality what we have to understand that if even if you look at the universe and how it's created, we orbit around a around a sun that gives us light every day and it doesn't burn us. We don't have to go in. We're not afraid of the sun. Matter of fact, some some um, people's skin actually needs the sun to produce vitamin D in their life to synthesize vitamin D correctly. Um, so we cannot say that we cannot say there's no one out there. Um, like I say, I always tell people uh, for atheists, I can't even talk to them because to me that is too. Y'all got atheists have too much faith for me to not believe that there is not somebody out there to. Um, out there that believes in a not necessarily you know believe in God. They too got too much faith not to believe. So you know, as we close and as we uh, now go into prayer, uh, as my homework and my challenge to everyone, you know what? If we're going to go ahead and minister to other people on a daily basis outside the lines and bring them in, keep in mind this one thing: let's make our you know always say making your yeses and yeses and noes and noes. Everybody's heard that a lot. But as we communicate God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit to them, you know, let's make sure they grasp it. Let's make sure when we give them, we give them everything we got and they grasp it and they're not, and they get a clear understanding. And if you don't have that clear understanding, God and put the people that have. So that is the end of the topic tonight. We're having an awesome time. We're winding down on um, going back to basics. Uh, we're going clearly into prayer. Uh, there will be a new lineup starting in the next couple of weeks, of course, uh, because, you know, we're going into the school year. So things will be, you know, we will have uh, a 
uh, going into the school year, we'll have different topics uh, that will help us to take God's word and apply it to our, uh, our life application. So, um, are there any questions or comments or feedback? Yeah, real quickly, Sister Lashana, wonderful job tonight. Appreciate the, uh, the correspondence and um, doing a wonderful job tonight orchestrating. Um, I had a comment in reference to just faith, or uh, to waiting, sorry. Um, I was in, uh, just to make a long story short, I'm going to try to make this short. 30 seconds. Um, When I was in waiting to go to court or whatnot, it was like a year and a half, maybe almost two years uh, when I was going through this process of um, getting a lawyer and paying him money and stuff like that, and God, like, reassured me the whole process. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't going to lie. I was scared at first. I'd hear sirens and stuff like that while I was at work, and I was scared to death. I was. I was, you know, I could, <laughs> I could talk about it now, but, you know, at that time it was just, it was crazy. It was monotonous, and, you know, pe- police officers, detectives were coming to my job, and um, they came one time, but I thought that, you know, the newscasters and stuff like that would be coming. And uh, it it was just monotonous. And um, the way the Lord showed me how to wait was to look to see if I was actually waiting. He showed me this is, you know, if you're waiting, then you should be doing this. You shouldn't be nervous. You shouldn't be anxious. Check yourself and see if you're anxious. And then in the process, like you said, um, of waiting, there's things you can be doing that you actually can teach or share with someone how to wait, you know. And one of those uh, I, I found in, uh, while I was in jail, I found a word, a Hebrew word that means kava, that means to wait, Q-A-V-A-H. And I wrote it in, the, in this Bible that I got while I was in jail, and it's Q-A-V-A-H, and it means to wait. But it means to bind together by twisting. To bind hmm by twisting, and that is like a uh, braid, like a braid, and it means that you twist your will with a desire to do God's will, seeking his face constantly, and that whole, man, (laughs) while I was going through that process, you know, I would just, I would, uh, when my students and stuff would leave out and stuff, I would, I remember just playing praise and worship music, I'd write scriptures on the board. They didn't know what was going on with me or whatever. I was do I was doing things. I was actually I was waiting on God but I was seeking his face. And this is the next thing, the next step for me, because this is how God's flowed in my life or whatnot, real quickly. Ever since I've uh, received salvation, God would send a prophet to me. And I would seek God wholeheartedly and I was uh praying or do you know, uh reading my reading the word and getting built up, when it was certain things that I was asking God for, believing God for, he would send a man or woman of God to say something to me. And, you know, and he, he's been doing it ever since then. When I got sick last year, um, you know, I was waiting for God to to heal me, to touch me, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I went through like eight, nine days of just pain in my stomach. And I went to the doctor, but not until... Uh, I said, you know what, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I remember Mama Ren saying, are you ready for your healing? And I said, yes. And I prayed, 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 
drink that uh drink the Genesis juice. The next morning, every since then, that was like the last week of November of last year. I haven't felt any pain since, and no no signs of feel. I, I remember being able to touch my stomach and feel like a little knot there. I don't the knot's not there. And I was taking like almost 3,000 milligrams of acetaminophen because I, I had to drive a truck. You know, I couldn't take the Dilaudid, which is like an opioid or whatnot, while I was driving. I had to take something that wouldn't make me drowsy. But that was how, I, how God has operated in my life as far as waiting. And uh, the word kavah, Q-A-V-A-H, means to bind together by twisting. God bless you. Uh, I'm a person. I thank you for God saving your liver with all that and see the medicine going through. Amen. Lord. Yeah, that was a lot. That was that was a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm just counting. I'm like, thank God for your liver still being intact. Amen. That's God's grace right there. Amen. Uh, um, yeah, that's exactly. I I commend you, Prophet Joseph, because you know what? You know, you're absolutely right. Um, when we're waiting, God has to teach us how to wait. Because trust me, um, I have pastor said this years ago, and I have, I, he's he's been since gone to glory. I use it all the time. Microwave faith. Because some of us uh, grew up when grandma was cooking on the stove, and we learned how to wait for food because we had to wait for the. We we knew how long it took to get the stove warmed up, and then he said, "There's a generation that all you had turned was the pop." You went from the wood burning wood burning stove to those who had gas and electric stove. Now some of y'all have been so used to microwave that you can put in. He said because at that time he had just got the confec- turbo confection oven, and he was amazed to him that he could cook a baked potato in four minutes. And he sit there saying that you know some of us now we realize things God is like a microwave, and we think we got that microwave face. We can put in a prayer, put a timer on it. And pop out and voila, that's what we have. And I've used that. And, I've, you know, I thank you for everyone, including, especially Papa Joseph, um, letting us all know that, you know what, waiting is a process. Everything is a process of God, and it's there to uh, build and grow our faith. Um, so uh, with that being said, now I'm going to open up the line for our uh, uh Ooh, excuse me. We're going to open up the line for your uh, prayer request. The line is now open for your prayer request. Minister Lashana, please keep me and my family into your prayer. Also, my sister Alda and uh, my little niece, Alita. Thank you. Okay, amen. <laughs> Keep our submarine and our family in prayer too. Amen. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Prophet Joseph, how's that allergic reaction? You good with that, or has that healed? Pastor had all that lit on our list. Oh yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't get. To, I should have shared that tonight. I'm sorry. Uh, it went down last week. Uh, my face was, went. It went down within 24, about 24 to 30 hours. Praise God. Yeah. My eye was completely swelled shut compared to, you know, it being now just, uh, I don't have any effects of it. Thank, God. Thank you for praying. Appreciate you. Love you all. 
Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I wanted everybody to know. I asked everybody to pray for Gina's back. Um, she had pulled a muscle in her lower back. Two days later, uh, she's doing fantastic and bending everything. So, Minister Shauna, thank you for praying on Monday. God. Okay, the line is open. Uh, we know we're going to keep Sister Erica and her family in prayer. I know she's not probably not on the line tonight. Um, uh, are there any uh, other prayer requests? Yes. You know what? Um, Brother David Parker, um, keep, yeah. keep him in prayer. I, we haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, I haven't heard you from know, him. that's right. Yeah. I'm here, Sister Lashana. Amen. Um, he usually tonight. calls me, everybody, because we're yeah, going to be radio friends, request. and I that haven't heard my, from him. Mm-hmm. Amen. That would be my prayer request, too, to pray for Brother David. I've been keeping him in my prayers as well. Amen. Yeah, I tried to text him last, I tried to text him last week. I have not called him, but I did text him a couple times. Okay. Amen. I noticed that we haven't heard from him in a while, so amen. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, Anybody else? Oh, I do have a testimony. Uh, Brother Carol Miner, you guys have heard me share his name several times on the prayer line. Uh-huh. Especially, he's doing wonderful. He is uh, he's tra- the prayer without that we were asking that he be able to transition from where he was at to with his family. He is family in Maryland, and he is soon going to be uh, traveling to Portland, Oregon, to uh, be with his uh, son and grandchildren. Amen. Hallelujah. He's no longer having any issue, uh, major issues with his uh, thyroid. He's uh, gaining weight. And he's on a plant-based diet, but he still eats. You know. He's doing good. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And Sister Lashana, I too want to just mm-hmm. uh, thank you for praying over my family and, and, and everybody here for for helping me pray and praying uh, over me and my family. And the service was amazing. It was Holy Ghost filled. Uh, I, I didn't know, uh, you know, I went to the service and, and expected something totally different, thought it was going to be some kind of Muslim service or burial, but it was, it was, oh God, it was God-filled. It was, it was awesome. And so many people gave their life to Christ and some rededicated and it was just amazing. And I just, just thank you for praying as well. And, and um, glory to God. Amen. 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 Amen, Sister Erica. I wasn't seeing, looking for you to be on the line tonight. God bless you. If you need anything, text me. We're all here. We're family. Let us know. That's the awesome thing about this ministry. We're all family. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Sister LaShonda. Glory to God. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. So let us pray. Let us prepare our hearts right now. We can and be on one accord as we pray. Amen. Father God, right now, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, these thoughts and actions, anything that's not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. 
You are our Father, our El Shaddai, Elohim, and we give you praise tonight, Father God. Father God, we know that you are Jehovah Rapha, Father God. We thank, we thank you tonight. First of all, God, we lift up all the unspoken requests to you, Father God. You see and you know everyone on this line, what they're needing, oh, Lord. And, God, we ask you to just bless them mightily indeed, Father God. We lift up our overseers. Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rucker, Father God, you we thank you for the blessing that's provided except for their ministry, Father God, and for their missionary work, Father God. And, Father God, I lift the Pastor Marie Chen daily up to you and her family, Father God. We thank you for the blessings. Then the doors are opening right now in the name of Jesus. And right now we lift this request, press request, uh, prayer request to you, Father God. Father God, right now we lift up Sister Eric and her family, Father God. Right now we know they're going through a time, but, Father God, we ask you to turn their joy to their mourning into joy, Father God. Oh, God, we thank you for turning their sorrow to praising, Father God. And, Father God, God thank, thank you for you. giving them peace to those we all understand, Father God. Father God, we thank you for letting every single grief moment and turn it into a blessed moment. And so it's how that these are doors that he's opening for the family, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus. And right now, I lift up Sister Pat up to you, Father God. She was needing work on her home and healing, Father God. And Father God, we continue to lift her up in prayer. Thank you, Father God. We ask you to, um, Father God, we thank you. That for people who are needing help with their home, with her home, Father God, and those on the line who may need that same help, Father God, we thank you for providing the right workers, the right construction workers, the right permits, the funding to have it done, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And right now, I lift up Sister Monica and her family to you, Father God. You see and you know what they're needing, Father God, but we also thank you and give you praise. You praise what they have come before you, Father. We thank you for every blessing that's been in their household, Father God. We thank you for every person, Father God. We thank you that your hand is on her family, Father God, to guide them and keep them straight and, all, and on your path, Father God. And, Father God, tonight we give you praise tonight for all the testimonies that we have received from Prophet Joseph and Prophet Bob, according to uh, Prophet Gina uh, healing, Father God. God, we thank you, Father God. We thank you for your healing, Father God. We thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you because you are a way maker, Jesus, and we give you praise, Jesus. And right now, Father God, we lift up our uh, sister Celestine and brother David, Father God. You see and you know what they're going through, Father God. We ask you to provide the healing that they need, the finance that they need, Father God. Provide their strength in you, Father God. Build up their strength in them, Father God, and you and them, Father God. And, Father God, allow the Holy Spirit work their way. We don't know exactly what's going on, Father God. But we know that you have a hand on their lives, Father God, and we give you praise for whatever that's going. I thank you for Celestine's health, Father God, as she came out of pneumonia, Father God. Father God, I'm also praying for people that you know that had seizures this week, Father God, last week, Father God. And, God, we thank you for the healing that has happened, Father God. We thank you for removing cysts, Father God. We thank you for... We just thank you tonight, Father God. We thank you for the moving of diseases, Father God, from a, for them never to return, Father God. We thank you for breaking the barriers of lack off their lives right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for making people debt-free tonight right now in the name of Jesus. And, God, we just got to give you grace. And we pray this prayer in no other name but the Son's name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You know, um, amen. As we go, forth, amen. As we go forth, we have, like I said, it's God's job to uh, 
we just got to give God praise because we know God is doing expectantly and above and exceedingly. You know, I can say all those words and be really tongue-tied, but what I can truly say is God is real. And we know that God is real, and we know that he has so much for us. So as we go forth, just keep that in line of expectancy. Understand that God knows he hears our prayers. And let's just, you know, rely on the confidence that God will answer him. And he's going to answer according to my our wishes. He's going to answer. I mean, God has, he's going to answer according to his. And that tends like he has a, he has a cow, uh, he owns a cow on a thousand hills. Um, there's so many things we can say. But what I can say as we leave before tonight, understand this. God has answered our prayers. He's given us a peace, and that he will give continues to be the peace that we need and give us the confidence and strength in mind as we go to know him, love him, and as he restores us. Amen. So, as we close tonight, and as we always send, uh, say, may the Lord bless and keep thee. May the Lord, may the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Sleep with God's angels, everyone, and good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, love you all. We love you. Good night, everyone. God bless you. Love you all. Love you all. Bless you all.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.